Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 203 of the Ask the Coach show, where ping skills helps you improve your table tennis. 203 is a happy number, and we've discussed happy numbers before. If you take the sum of the squares of the digits and repeat the process, if you get to one, you have a happy number, but if you loop endlessly, well, unfortunately, it's not a happy number. But 203 is happy, so that confirms that show 203 is going to be a happy show. For Throwback Thursday, we're going to look at one of our earliest videos on the rules of table tennis. In the questions, we'll talk about Ma Long's reverse backhand serve, how many balls you need for multi-ball, and how to improve your peripheral vision so you can see what your opponent is doing. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Super Coach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Good morning, Alois. Good morning, Jeff, and of course, what a happy, happy day, 203. Absolutely. Happy show. Happy yeah. show. Doesn't get any happier than that, does it? 203. Wow. What a happy number. <laughs> All right. Now, let's go straight into Throwback Thursday, Alois, because this is one of our earliest videos, um, but it's still pretty informative, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, we've just got an overview of the rules. And it's something that um, I think a lot of players, when they're starting out, um, it's really useful type of video for them um, because um, there are often little disputes that happen at home or in the office or wherever it is, you know, just about different um, different simple rules. And, and we try to clear that up in our uh, basic rules video there. Um there's yeah, there's there's a section that we've got on the rules, and um, it'd be interesting to to for you to just have a look through, and um, and just go brush up on some of those rules that you might think you know, but maybe don't. Yeah, exactly. So it covers a lot of rules, um, which is good, and I guess especially for beginners, we get heaps of questions on can I hit the ball on the full? No, you can't. Um, but it's a bit more complicated than that on who wins the point, depending if you're over the table or not. So check out that there. Um, another one is how many lets can you serve? Um, as many as in a row as you can get. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a good good video just to brush it up, as Alice said. So check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes, the Table Tennis Rules Overview video. Yeah. And I suppose related to that, yesterday we put up uh, one of the uh, animation videos by... Um, by Greg Letts on cheating in table tennis and got a few interesting responses there too. So if you haven't checked it out yet, uh, go and have a look at um, cheating in table tennis. Um, and it's on our Facebook page there too. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good video, isn't it? It kind of just shows you how you can blur the lines of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Very well done by Greg Letts. Whose All right, Alan. was yesterday, Jeff? Whose birthday it was yesterday, exactly. Well, now you mentioned that fact, Alice. What happened on this day in history, Thursday the 10th of December? Ah, okay. So we do have a... Not necessarily Thursday back in history, but just the 10th of December in general. 10th of December, yes. So we've got a couple of birthdays from the table tennis world. So Sally Zhang, one of Australia's top uh, female players, but also Carl Jindrak. So Carl... um, I suppose in table tennis was, I mean, he was a great player uh, from Austria, but um, was probably made more famous by the fact that he played doubles with uh, Werner Schlager. 
and they had a lot of success uh, playing doubles together. But then Carl also moved on to be one of the uh, the real leaders in um, being a tournament director, uh, and really um, changed the way that tournaments were played at that at that top level, and just trying to. Um, really think about the players. And I think he was one of the first uh, tournament directors to really move in that direction. So, uh, yeah, so Carl Jindrak's birthday today. But also... Happy birthday, Carl. Absolutely, and Sally. But also Ada Lovelace, Jeff. Ada Lovelace, born in 1815. And uh, you should know this one, Jeff, because she was was a... Um, gifted mathematician, um, but is also considered the first computer programmer. So her notes uh, were incorporated into Charles Babbage's article on an early mechanical general purpose computer. The analytical engine introduced many computer concepts. So uh, Ada Lovelace probably has you in a job today, Jeff. There you go. Thank you, Ada. Nice work. All right. Well, this, this is very interesting and educational. Wow. Bet people are enjoying this. Now, Alois, um, we have a competition going this week where the best answer of the Ping Sales question of the day goes into a draw at the end of the week. Um, and we'll, so we'll have five people. The winner of the draw will get a yearly premium membership and the others will get a monthly premium membership. And so yesterday's Ping Skiller's question of the day was, how can table tennis attract more spectators? What were yes. some suggestions and who is our winner? Yeah, so we did get a lot of different suggestions. So thank you uh, guys out there just uh, for getting on there. And, and there's obviously lots of thought being going into, you know, how we can really get this game out there. Um, so... Um, Thad said, apart from more advertising, there's not much more they can do. They've made the ball bigger, shortened the game from 21 points to 11 points. But then Joe replied and said, well, let's make the ball bigger again. And Mookle said, no. Um, Trevor Hirth said, need more characters like Jean-Michel Save and stop the Chinese dominance. Hmm. Um, Glenn O'Day, align table tennis teams with more popular sports like AFL and play competitions between them. Similar to the way table tennis is run in Europe. Um, interesting. So uh, Dana also said, have a sort of league like pro tennis is doing with their ITPL teams, made up of players from different countries based in cities around the world, playing round robins and things. So, yeah, that's another good way of uh, promoting the game, I think. Um, and then a few people went along the lines of, you know, the grassroots and the and the base level. And a few people have talked about building cement outdoor tables, you know, putting tables in parks in countries um, to, so that it's really in the face of the general public and it's and it's more uh, popular out there as well. Um, so, yeah, interesting idea. Um, in New York, in a couple of parks, uh, they had some outdoor tables and they seemed pretty popular for the people that were there. So, um, yeah, interesting thoughts. Yeah, and uh, also saw it in Spain. In um, in just we were walking down these little back streets, and uh, in um, in Barcelona, and 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 there we came across about four or five um, tables just in this little um, almost abandoned area. Um, so, and and also there is one now that's popped up um, around the corner from our place in uh, in Melton, uh, very close to where Glen O'Day is. Um, 
and there's a metal table in a pop-up park there. So, uh, so they are starting to think about these sort of things and uh, they are getting out there. Um, so, yeah, lots of other, lots of other um, ideas. Ben Larkham said, simple, watch the World Championships of Ping Pong held in London every January and shown on Sky Sports. Then do exactly the same thing but with table tennis instead of sandpaper ping pong. So, um, so yeah, and, uh, and then uh, Nigel has said, all international matches should be recorded in high definition. Extra cameras should be located in the net posts to give close-ups of the serves. Video playback should be given a previous point whilst the players are wasting time getting ready to serve. This should be displayed on large screens to the audience. And the playback of serves and shots can be shown in slow-mo and rotations per minute calculated and displayed. Um, a breakdown of percentage of points uh, won and lost and and uh, some good commentators as well. So... Um, yeah, so interesting comments there. Any uh, any thoughts from you, Jeff? Oh, it's there's a tough lots one, there, isn't there? Yeah, lots, I, lots of good options. Yeah, there is, and um, I think I think Nigel um, for me uh, for today is. But as I said, lots of lots of good ones um, today. So I reckon we'll go with Nigel Fuster winning. Well today. done, Nigel, into the yep. draw on Monday to see if you get the yearly premium membership, but at least a monthly premium membership. So thanks for those answers and uh, well done. All right. So let's get on to today's Ping Skillers question of the day. So people have another chance to win a premium membership. And um, today the question is, what ideas do you have to make Ping Skills better? So again, jump on our Facebook page or onto the Ping Skills blog and let us know what ideas you have so that we can make ping skills better. Love to hear your thoughts. All right, now let's get into some questions, Alloys, on this happy, happy show. First up, we've got Mike D, who's jumped online and asked some questions live on the show. We always love live questions, so thank you, Mike. He's asked a couple, and oh, no, they're the same one. His first his question is, I play a blocker who plays with smooth rubber and loves to block on wide angles of the table when I open up the game. Thus, he moves me around from one side of the table to the next. After three to five balls, I rarely score points. What tactics can I use to win? Yeah, so so um, Nigel, Mike, these, that sort of player relies on your speed. Um, so the, the main thing that you need to do is think about the, your variation of speed and spin. So if you play really fast to the ball all the time, they love it. They just stand there and block you around and, and use your pace. So slowing up some balls, playing a little bit slower with top spin is good, um, and then mixing it up with some faster balls. The other thing to think about is really think about is your placement. So if you play out wide um, to start off with, they can often get a better angle and then they've got you moving. And because you're playing bigger strokes and they're playing smaller, more uh, compact strokes, they're going to beat you at that game. So think about not giving them too much angle to start with, you know, playing more down the centre into their into their uh, pocket. Um, and then if you've got a finishing ball, then you can play out wider. So, you know, don't, don't give them too much angle, play spin, uh, slow spin, fast spin, vary that speed and um, spin, and then finish out wide when you need to. So, yeah, it uh, can be an 
uh, awkward type of player to play. But we do have a video on that um, for our premium members in our match strategy on uh, playing a blocker. So we'll put a link up uh, for that one as well. Yeah, perfect, Mike. And stick at it. Implement those tactics that Alloys mentioned and let us know if it helps you out. Um, yeah, into that crossover point, um, mixing up the spins. Yeah, they're all good tactics to use. Good luck. Let us know how you go. Now, Abhinav has a question about Ma Long's reverse backhand serve. He said, I came to hear about this serve, but he's never seen it before, but he found it on YouTube and he's wondering what it is and what Ma Long's doing. Can you talk a little bit about this reverse backhand serve of Ma Long's? Yes, I'll have to do this left hand because I don't think I'll be able to demonstrate it right-handed. So this is your backhand serve. So the reverse backhand, what he's doing is he's now hitting the ball with this side of the racket. So instead of hitting it with this side of the racket, he's hitting it with that side of the racket. Now, to do that, you need to turn yourself a lot more so that the ball heads in the right direction. Because if you do this, the ball's going to end up going off sideways. So he's throwing the ball up and then he's hitting the ball from outside the, the line of his body there and go, and hitting the ball with the forehand side of his racket. Um, so And his wrist is coming over the top of the ball. Correct. Yep, the wrist is coming over the top of the ball like so. So it's there. So this is this is your backhand serve, hitting it here. This is your reverse backhand serve. So it's not a serve that's used very much. And I think at this stage, it's just really a surprise tactic. Um, so he has a bit of success using it as well. But um, I don't think it's a serve that's really been developed. Um, I remember playing against uh, Rodney Carlisle in my very, very younger junior days. And Rodney used to pull it out every now and then and, and did it really well. And and I remember um, when you played against it, it was like, whoa, you know, because the ball, I mean, there's, it's not like the ball's doing a lot of spinning or anything, but it's just that it's something different. It's coming at you at a different angle. It's coming at you with a different, um, different look. So um, most of the time it's got a bit of top spin on it. It's, it's, it'd be difficult to get the backspin. But again, I don't think the serve's really been developed that much. So maybe it's something for you guys out there to just go out, have a try at doing the reverse backhand serve, see what you can do, see if you can get some side spin, top spin, backspin on it as well, and, um, and vary your placement. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'll put a link to the YouTube video in the show notes so you can check out Ma Long doing it in action. Get out on the table, try it out yourself and let us know if it's going to be a serve you're going to use in the future. All right. Next up, Benjamin has asked a question and Benjamin asks, me and my training partner want to add multi-ball to our training. How many balls do we need for it? It's hard to know how many, but... How many should they buy, Alice? Ah, good. So, Benjamin, firstly, well done on introducing multi-ball to your training. That is such a good step. And um, I think it's something that uh, players don't use enough. And it's usually because um, they're really unsure about feeding the ball with multi-ball and also, you know, finding a partner that's willing to to train with you and, and um, you utilise the multi-ball concept. Um how many balls? Firstly, I'd like to start up with, you only need maybe 30 balls or so. But I think ideally, you know, 70 balls plus is a good amount. So when when I'm uh, doing multi-ball, I usually have about 
70 or 80 balls um, in the bucket. Um, I think it's enough to uh, to do a drill and to you know test your test your skill out um, and also to tire you out and then you can have a rest. But but if you've got more, great. But so first up, just try to get yourself 30 balls um, and then you can build it up to you know about 70 or 80. I think is is a good number. Excellent. Yes. And uh, well done, Benjamin, as Alloy said. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes to our multi-ball course. Um, there's some there for free members and some there for premium members. So check out the at least the introduction to multi-ball. Great tool for improving your game. Yeah, and just a, just a, another side note with that. So with the with the type of ball that you use, you don't have to go out and get you know super duper three star balls uh, to start off with your multi ball. Just get some cheaper training balls. It's more about um, just the repetition and and the stroke. I mean, don't get really soft, yucky balls, but um, but yeah, some um, some reasonable training balls are good. But yeah, don't go out and buy you know seventy three star balls. You'll be trying to pay it off with a loan for the rest of your life indeed all right next up is a question from adam who says i've been mastering topspin whenever i start my attack i never let my eyes off the ball if i attempt to be anywhere where my opponent is and lose sight of the ball my topspin tends to become sloppy and i lose my timing so what should i do yeah so good good um lesson here you do need to keep your eyes on the ball all the time. So, when you're when you're playing, okay, all you need to be doing is tr- is tracking the ball. So while I'm tracking the ball, I can st- still see what's going on over there using my peripheral vision. Now, um, initially, it'll feel really strange and awkward if you are tracking the ball, and and you might feel like you're really not seeing what's going on over there, but the brain's recording it. The brain's actually seeing what's going on there and utilising that information. The more you play, the better it gets. So, you know, again, it's, it's a matter of practice. And sometimes, you know, just just absolute um, training focus is watching the ball. So if you watch the ball during your training, then you'll start to develop your peripheral vision as well. Yeah, absolutely. Such an important point, Alice. So don't take your eye off the ball and try and watch your opponent. The game's way too fast for that. You're going to get in trouble. And as you found out, Adam, you know, your shots are going to become sloppy. You might not even be able to get track of the ball back and miss it. And it's just not worth it. Stick to watching the ball. And as Alice said, you will start to pick up cues the more you train You'll pick up what your opponent's doing. You'll see them sort of changing their shoulder position or changing their wrist, and you'll understand what they're doing. So, yeah, good work, Adam. On the right track, keep watching the ball, and the rest will come with practice. Yeah, I often, right. often, often hear people saying, you know, oh, yeah, well, I, I, I try to watch their you know, hand uh, while they're hitting the ball and then I'll watch the ball. You, you just haven't got time to be switching between the ball and something else. Um, in this game. It's just too fast, as you said, Jeff. So, yeah, you're absolutely on the right track. Stick to the ball. All right. Good advice and keep going, Adam. All right, Alois, that uh, wraps up this happy, happy show, number 203. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Make sure you jump onto our Facebook page or onto the Ping Skills blog and answer the Ping Skillers question of the day for your chance to win a premium membership. 
And we will be back tomorrow with another exciting show. Thank you, Alois. Because it's Friday and you know what Friday brings. See you tomorrow, guys. Friday funnies. Bye.